Welcome to the Stain Gang Podcast as we talk Midwestern State softball with Brittany Talley, the head coach of the victorious Midwestern State Mustangs after they beat uh, Angelo State in the third game of the series and what was a really exciting afternoon out there at uh, Mustangs Park as you won a high-scoring game after dropping the first two 10 to 1 uh, in both of those games. Uh, but uh, what turned things around? It, it just seems like the bats came to life for you there in that third game. Yeah, I think they just finally started finding holes instead of hitting it directly <laughs> to people. Yeah, it's a, what a difference that makes, right, when you're not hitting atom balls. Yes, for sure. Um, you got off to a good start. Uh, they had scored a run in the top half of the first. You came back with a three spot and then put another three spot up in the second. Uh, that's been kind of rare this year to get crooked numbers in back-to-back innings. Yeah, um, I think we've left the lineup alone the last like few several games, and so they've had time to – get comfortable and just uh, gain some more confidence and, and continue rolling. So. Uh, and uh, Kayla Bryant did really well for you at the top of the order and and kind of got things going for you, it seemed like. Yeah, actually, me and her were talking uh, the morning <laughs> before the doubleheader, and uh, I was like, Kayla, you going to get on base today? <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was like, yeah. She was like, wait, I got on base yesterday. But <laughs> we were talking about, like, I feel like you're putting the ball in play. You're just not getting it through. And then um, – the second game, she just found every hole possible, I think. Yeah, I think she went three <laughs> for four in that game, uh, had an RBI and scored a run. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, in the circle, if you take a look at the numbers, it, the numbers may not be great for the pitchers that you used in that game, but you pitched well enough to get the win, and there's something to like out of that, right? For sure, for sure. Uh, what did you like about what you saw out of your team over the weekend in, in, in whole, not, um, just, not just the game that you won? Yeah, uh, starting to play more together, and um, we keep telling them, like, trust the process. We're just growing. Like, we have a lot of freshmen in the field and a lot of freshmen Absolutely, in the and it's something I tried to emphasize this week and probably maybe didn't do it enough over in the uh, in the broadcast is that this is a really young team we're looking at, and it's I'm not making any predictions, but it's really possible that the, that the light starts <laughs> to go on about midseason here f- for, for sure. these girls and that we see it you know, steady improvement. Is that what you're expecting? Or? Uh, that's what we're hoping. Most yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, that's probably a better way to say it. that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> but I think we can see it a little bit. I mean, even in the games where you lost 10-1, to 1, as you kind of alluded to, you had some good contact that where you just hit it right at them, uh, fly balls right in the tracks of the outfielders. Uh, you know, and, and, and you look at the score, it's 10-1, and Bill Parcells famously said, you know, you are what your record is, mm-hmm. and the final score is what it is. But I didn't feel like you were playing that poorly in those games. That, that, now, they hit the long ball. Uh, they had six home runs in the first two games of that series, so that set you back a little bit. But I, I didn't feel like you were playing that poorly. What was your assessment of the yeah. first two games? Um, the same, that it came back to the circle, I think, um, and then just hitting it directly at people. So between the doubleheader, we told them, like, don't don't go down at all. Like, let's – Let's look at it. It's a new game. Like, let's start over. We knew who we were going to get in the circle, like, facing against and uh, what she was bringing. Was it a help that you had seen Armanderis in that first game? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Genesis throws hard. Like, that's what she's known for. And her changeup is nasty. So, getting on time is a big thing. And then picking which pitch to be on time Mm -hmm. with. So. Well, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but your staff, it seems like everybody in your staff has a nasty change-up. And that's a point of emphasis for you, right, to change speeds? Yeah, we're we're trying. We're working on a couple <laughs> of them still, but, yeah, that's most definitely uh, uh, something. And with uh, 
Bill Meyer particularly, I noticed not only was she changing speeds, and this was probably true of a couple of the other pitchers as well, not only was she changing speeds, but she was also changing the eye level. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like she wasn't just out there throwing. It seemed like she was out there pitching for you. Yeah, for sure. She's a down ball and then uh, Kenny and Tay are up ball. So she just gives us a different look than uh, some of the others. Uh, Gonzalez ended up getting the win for you. That was her first win. And I think it was just her second start. Yeah. So should we expect to see more of her as a starter in the circle? Possibly. We have to make her grow up really, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the challenge you have this season, right, is taking these young players and getting them to grow up and become Division two college softball players. Yeah, Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And we talk about this a lot, and it's not, it's not nonsense. This Lone Star Conference is a beat. West Texas is a really good team. Mm -hmm. I, I've just been working on the game notes for this. They're an outstanding team. They had a 15-game winning streak. They got swept by UT Tyler, who's number four in the nation. I mean, this and the, this Angelo State team that we just saw, that's a really good team. They're 500 in the conference. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The rebuilding process that you're having to go through in this conference is not easy. No, not at all. <laughs> so you mentioned a moment ago, stick with the process. Can you just kind of give us some insight as to what the process is? Um, for the young ones, we're, they're gaining IQ, gaining experience, and learning to play. Um, currently, there's a lot of, like, fifth years in the conference still. So trying to match somebody's mental that's 23 and 24 with an 18-year-old on game experience in college play is a little bit different. But um, growing them in that regards and – um, how to read and adjust and instincts are there but just fine-tuning it a little bit and, and making it to where they're confident all the time so you know I, I don't know Stephen with Zoe Isom who got the start for you in one of the games she appears to be pretty confident in the circle just reading her body language mm -hmm. yep that's something we've been working on for a few years uh, we actually uh, I had her recruited at Vernon and she was coming to play for me there and uh, she decided to stay there with the new coach and then uh, played a year and said, Coach, she don't want to come back to you. <laughs> so she came over. Well, that's got to be a, co a compliment to you, right, that she wanted to come back and play for you? For sure. Uh, talk about what it was like in the post game because you had lost 12 in a row before you beat Angelo State. That was quite a celebration we saw on the field. Was it just a sense of relief, or, or, or what was the mood around the team? Um, a little of both, I think, the relief. And then also to know, like, we can do the hard, you know, so um, sometimes when you're going through it and you continually still get the loss, you know, it kind of makes the, all the work seem like it's in vain, but to get the W after like some, there was uh, one inning that Sid came in and she was like, that was a hard inning for me, coach. And I was like, it's over. You did it. Like, we're good. And she was like, oh yeah, okay. I can go out again. And then um, I think just realizing that it's, it's worth something to put in the work and to do it and that your results will come if you just stick to it. So. So let's go back just a, a few minutes before. What was the mood going into the seventh inning there? After you had taken a 9-5 lead mm -hmm. uh, and you had had the game at Cameron just a week earlier where things kind of got away from you in the final inning. So what was the sense in the dugout at that point? Really young. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dugout, I think most of the dugout kids were okay, but some of them on the field, because they're young um, and because of what's happened in the past were – starting to you know they were acting like we were behind or that we were the visitor you know what I mean and then they could walk it off at this point so we had to call time a couple like I called time to remind them like hey we're in the lead like we all we have to do is get out <laughs> and then even coach Kenna was telling them like hey even if they do score we get to hit again guys like we right <laughs> we're, we're not the visiting we're so used to being the visiting team when we get in those situations <laughs> that I think they 
put more pressure on themselves than is necessary. So that's something we talked about a lot this week and or after the game and before the games and then um, yesterday at practice, just how to uh, make our imaginations go away and focus on like what's real in the situation. I, th- I think it's so interesting how you talk about that, Brittany. And, and I've talked to some other coaches about it who have heard the podcast when you said the pressure's not real. I've gotten so much response from that. And in- I've, been, I've had some interesting conversations about that. What led you to that philosophy? Um, Kobe Bryant, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like, taking what he said and then thinking about back when I was in college and playing and um how you do trust more in your preparation so if you've done the work then you know you're capable and then just relying on um like on our sport one pitch at a time and taking it that way and then um, knowing that I once I decide for this like that that part's gone and so what's the next step that can happen and just um kind of being where my feet are because I'm an overthinker so I have to <laughs> overthink or like make sure that I don't do that and like talk myself out of it so I think um, convincing them of that situation. And we were able to do it at Vernon. We got our girls, like, where they they had put in so much work at practice, not even going for extra. I mean, they did that also, but they challenged each other so much at practice that when we got to the game, it was literally easy for them. And they were like, no, no, if, if they, you know, like X, Y, and Z on the bench can't beat me, then that person is definitely not going <laughs> to beat me. So. And and that's the same thing you're trying to do here at Midwestern State now, right? And, For sure. But we're just looking at the ground floor being built here right now. And so uh, you've got a West Texas team coming up, as I alluded to a moment ago. Uh, this is a team, it seems like I'm saying this to you every week when you're facing somebody in this conference, but they're really good in the circle, and then you look at their offensive numbers, and they hit the cover off the ball as well. So how do you slow these guys down? I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we played really well against them in game two last year because last year we only did double headers. Right. Um, and Kennedy pitched like really, really amazing. So there's some little tricks that they have that we have to work around and set ourselves up a little differently um, for that. But other than that, I mean, they um, they hit they hit the long ball also and they hit gaps and hit hard. So. Our pitchers have to step up a whole lot moving forward. Yeah, they actually have three more homers this year than Angelo State, so they're leading the conference now, I think, with 28 home runs. Mm -hmm. So they can definitely hit it. You mentioned Kennedy. We didn't see her over the weekend. Do you expect to see her pitch this week? Uh, Hopefully. What what was kind of your thinking about who you used and who you didn't use in the circle this past weekend against Angelo State? Um, A little bit of just switching it up. Uh, There's not a lot of film available on Zoe. Um, And Sid's velocity helps us. It covers up a lot of her errors. So – um, and then, you know, going from Sid to Chrissy is a big jump in speed for the hitters to adjust to. So forcing them to make the adjustments instead of us having to make the adjustments and being more proactive. So I'm probably going to be a little clumsy with this question, but I noticed with Bill Meyer, it looks like she's putting everything into her pitch. And, you know, it's a change up. This, I know in, in baseball, an overhand pitch, mm-hmm. they talk about you see knees and elbows, and that can be a distraction to a hitter. Can a, can a softball pitcher – create the same distraction in the circle yeah I think her wind up is a little crazy there's one at West Texas actually that has a really long wind up and a lot of pauses and points in hers too so uh, it makes her really effective because she uses the time clock that we're allowed to on our pitch clock and so I just yeah Chrissy's wind up is a little different <laughs> it is a little different uh, I think it's effective for her. I, I don't think I would change anything no. but it is it's it's deceptive to me because you see her 
really looking like she's about to, you know, really fire it <laughs> in there, and then it kind of floats in there. Absolutely. Uh, but it, and she clearly fooled some hitters uh, this past weekend against uh, Angelo State. Uh, how do you see the process in the circle? Do you, do you see improvement? Um, in some, yeah, I think we're we're getting there. Um, they just tend to ride themselves really, really hard, which is uh, good and bad at the <laughs> same time. So we're just working through some mental blocks and. Um, a couple of um, not quite injuries, but just some ailments that we're going through. So, uh, is, and that's pretty normal for this time of the year, I would think. Um, yeah, well, usually some some is a little later, like mid March, <laughs> but you know, or uh, later well, in March. Yeah, and, you know, towards April, but um, it is what it is. We're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> and then we sh- we should mention that you'll be back home for another weekend series. Actually, the schedule is kind of nice because you're home for a lot of the weekends. It seems like yep. gone for the midweek. I don't know if uh, that's just luck of the draw or what. But and it seemed like we had pretty good crowds, enthusiastic crowds, crowds that were really into the game, especially for the doubleheader on Saturday at Mustang Park. But Permian Basin will be here. Yep. And. Uh, they're a team that you probably match up better with. Yeah, for sure. And it's Friends and Family Day, so uh, we'll have all of our uh, kids' families come out and some extended families, my best friends coming. And um, it's it's going to be a big – it's my one of my favorite event games that we do. So it should be I a good make sure crowd. I, I want to make sure I give the right times uh, with <laughs> all of that. Uh, so it's a 2 o'clock game uh, Saturday the first game of the doubleheader, and then a scheduled 4 o'clock start for the second game against Permian Basin, and then a noon start on Sunday. So instead of Friday, Saturday, it'll be Saturday, Sunday. Yep. We're, um, we go like three different days of the week, and it continues to rotate through the triangle. So. All right. So you've got West Texas and Permian Basin coming up. It's a busy week for uh, <laughs> yeah. Midwestern State softball. Absolutely. Uh, you had – are you setting goals for each series or each week? Uh, are there short-term goals for Midwestern State that we should keep an eye on? Um, stuff like with each individual girl that we're working on. So um, they do set goals before the games, but we talk about it kind of closer versus uh, practice is more prep for what they're going to see and trying to prepare them in that right so that we don't have to have the rough first inning. We can get it out at practice. (laughs) Well, Brittany, it's always uh, fun to talk to you on these podcasts. It was a fun game uh, in the second game of that doubleheader uh, over the weekend against Angelo State. And good luck at West Texas, and we'll see you again this weekend against Permian Basin. Awesome. Thank you. That's Brittany Talley joining us for a Stank Gang podcast. Tell your friends and join us at Mustangs Park. I'm Pete Stein. So long.